0: What's going on, FN Nation? John and Pepe here with James Gurande. Welcome into the Better Baseball MLB DFS Playbook podcast and live stream. Giving you our first look here at Friday's 13-game main slate. Uh, James, we've hit the end of the work week here. Every Friday we get a pretty big slate here. 13 games to close out.
1: Yeah, big game, big slate, 13 games, no course field. That is glorious. Uh, we do have Tampa Bay and Fenway with some potential rain. Minnesota with some potential rain. Um, No Wrigley Field that we have to worry about. So nothing really um, that's really going to hinder us. It's whether or not we're going to play the Twins pretty much. Every slate is the only thing getting in our way at this point, John. Um, Probably not going to after three of their top four hitters (laughs) left the game on Thursday. Um, But happy Friday to you. And uh, let's dive into the odds here that we have um, for Friday Zach Wheeler is a minus-190 road favorite. Um, Luis Castillo, minus-125 road favorite. Bailey Olbert and the Minnesota Twins, minus-140 at home. Minus-155 for Michael Walker at home. And minus-150 for Logan Webb against the Orioles. Minus-140 for Clayton Kershaw uh, hosting the Yankees. When you look at some over-unders that we have, Boston... Uh, is there an announced starter for Boston
0: here? I don't care uh, how. Oh, no. Uh... Garrett, Garrett Whitlock. Oh, yeah, Garrett Whitlock. Yeah, you mean he came back from the IL against Arizona.
1: Um, Garrett Whitlock and um, Tyler Glass now in a nine over under in Fenway Park. Nine implied runs in Colorado and Kansas City. Nine implied runs in Atlanta, Arizona. Nine, and that's it. Just nine implied runs is the most on the board. So we don't really have anything of much significance to talk about in terms of Vegas.
0: Yeah, you know, that rain in Boston is kind of interesting for two reasons. One, it's supposed to start at 5 o'clock Eastern, and it doesn't stop raining until the next day. So That's uh, that's not a good sign. (laughs) They're going to have to play through rain, but the Red Sox this year, for whatever reason, actually scheduled... A double header on their calendar. So Saturday, the Red Sox and, T- and Rays are actually playing a double header by schedule.
1: Wait, schedule? You they said schedule.
0: Sch- they scheduled the double header. So intentionally put a double header on their schedule. Is
1: that a thing that they're trying out? Yeah, like... I guess
0: a couple of teams have done it. Uh, the Red Sox are dipping their toe in that water this year. Uh-huh. Uh, so they can't even, if this game gets postponed on Friday, they can't even play a double header on Saturday. <laughs> They're already playing a doubleheader on Saturday. Uh, I guess they could play a doubleheader on Sunday, but that's to be seen. But yeah, Red Sox and Rays are playing at one o'clock Saturday and then again at six o'clock on Saturday, intentionally not due to a game being postponed. They scheduled the doubleheader, uh, to be, to be played. So, uh, but yeah, listen, uh, looking at weather.com hourly forecast, and all this can change obviously throughout the day as we get closer to that, but. Starting at five o'clock, uh, we have sixty-five percent chance of rain. It pretty much stays that way all the way through the next morning. Thunderstorms, rain, showers, and kind of mixing it in there. So uh, that game probably closer to uh, you know to steal our, steal a, a, a symbol from our guy Kevin Rock there over at Guys. Maybe an orange. Maybe we're looking at an orange, <laughs> a, a red orange day here in uh, in Boston. So uh, obviously, we'll have to have everybody updated that when we go live at five right. o'clock Eastern, but. Uh, just to keep that on the radar that this game, they may try to play through it. Because, you know, the doubleheader, at least for this weekend, is already scheduled. So, right. Uh, all right. Let's get into pitching here. Uh, Shoei Otani and Framber Valdez, your top two guys up over 10K, facing off against one another here. Framberg was supposed to pitch on Thursday. Got pushed over to Friday. Uh, maybe they wanted to match up Framber against Otani. Give him a better chance to steal that game. Who knows? Uh, Logan Webb. Against Baltimore, ninety-seven hundred dollars here at home. Luis Castillo at ninety-four. Zach Wheeler ninety-two. Clayton Kershaw nine K. Uh, those are your top six starting pitchers, nine K and above.
1: Yeah, obviously, Otani and Framber are both elite options if you want to get there. Otani four double-digit strikeout games already this year. Framber has a eight-inning, one-run, twelve strikeout game against the Angels already on his resume this year, and we know. Quality start machine. He's back at it again this year. Um, every other st- I mean, all but two, all but one quality start? Two. Uh, his first start of the year, which he didn't allow a run, and he was just held back. And then uh, four runs against the Cubs. Every other start. So nine quality starts already this year. Get get to either. I'm okay getting to Logan Webb. He's been quite good this year. Pretty much from the outs. Outsets yeah. when he had 12 strikeouts against the Yankees. I think the strikeouts have been the biggest surprise. Had another 11 strikeouts against Milwaukee. Um, I'd be okay getting there. Luis Castillo, you know, has been really, really good in his last two starts. Uh, but Pittsburgh and Oakland were his two opponents. Right. When he faced tougher opponents, five earned against Boston over five.
0: Did have lost. nine strikeouts against Texas in that he one. Did.
1: Uh, he did. He um, did. But he lost and couldn't get out five innings, and we're at paying ninety four hundred dollars. This
0: slate, we faded Castillo when he was super track.
1: Maybe, possibly, he seemed like he's it, seemingly always popular. Yeah. Um, I could definitely see myself getting to Zach Wheeler, coming off his best performance of the year, eight scoreless, twelve earned. Um, you know, we have talked about it a lot this year and last year. Honestly, Washington is a pretty good offense. So if you don't want to attack them, that's fine. But ninety two hundred feels really good. Um. And then Kershaw kind of hitting a little skid, but we know St. Louis has very potent uh, potent bats against lefties. Same with Tampa. They're the number one offense against lefties. Um, Yankees aren't that team right now uh, after Glaber and Judge. So I'd be okay getting to Kershaw at 9K, who currently is one of the odds-on favorite to win Cy Young in the NL.
0: Yeah, I, I think for me, I look at Wheeler as well. They just don't strike out. That's like the yeah. biggest worry. Uh, there, uh, and then you know, no Cedric Mullins for Baltimore. We'll generally like that offense more against lefties than righties. So, Logan Webb sure. at home, even, uh, certainly sticks out. Uh, tier below Merrill Kelly at 87 against Atlanta at home, Justin Verlander at home against Toronto, Bailey Ober against Cleveland here at 8,400. Chris Bassett, little revenge game there, 8,100 against the Mets, and then uh, Aaron Savale. Uh, coming off the IL, go up against Minnesota. Who you mentioned? Uh, Minnesota tonight uh, losing Kepler, Buxton, and Correa, all in the same game here. So that lineup tomorrow. Uh, they just set down Julian. Is he? Is he just gonna I know, dude, I, like, like, I mean, back, honestly, you
1: know? honestly, um, I don't know if I like much here. I guess like what version of Justin Verlander do we get? Um, sure. Because he's been really good and really bad in alternating starts at this point. Um, really good against Cincinnati. Really bad against Tampa. Really good against Cleveland. Really bad in cores, but like that happens. Um, I like I, it's Ober, yeah. probably Bailey Ober for me. Is, is I know the, Cleveland's
0: offense is starting to come about a bit, uh, but I still believe in Ober. I think here at home. Yeah.
1: Um, I I would say Ober. Is like the clear cut guy here, and then, um, if you want to take a shot on Verlander, that's sure, probably it.
0: Uh, tier down, Tyler Glasnow made his uh, his return, he was on a little bit of a limit there 81 83 pitches against the Dodgers, but eight strikeouts in four and a third innings. Yeah, um, we know that that elite upside there. Uh, Charlie Morton against Arizona, another strikeout pitcher. Uh, Josiah Gray gets, uh, or not, uh, sorry, John Gray gets Seattle here. Uh, Michael Waka against the Cubs. Luis Severino against the Dodgers.
1: I mean, talk about elite talent down here, right? Like these guys, these are all 9K pitchers that we're getting at discounts because injuries and what. Like last night was an elite talent. If you want to go there, if there's fine, it's fine in terms of like just strikeout upside at 7,900. Uh, same thing with Severino. Very tough spot, but like really good pitcher at seventy one hundred dollars. That's kind of silly. Um, uh, but I really like Charlie Morton here. Um, I, we like Arizona's offense a lot. Charlie Morton just continues to be really good outside of a start against the Dodgers. You know, um, he's been excellent this year. There's been multiple starts that he's had nine or more strikeouts. Three times he's done that this year. Three times he's put up thirty fantasy points. So, um. I think Charlie Morton for me is the guy in this tier, but like I would play multiple lineups, like Glassnow and Severino just have upside because they're 9K pitchers that are priced because Severino has made two starts since returning. Glassnow has made one. Like uh, yeah. eventually these guys are going to be much higher, uh, much higher priced.
0: Yep. I agree with you. Uh, tier down from there, Josiah Gray against Philly, Flaherty against Pittsburgh here. Uh, Dean Kramers against uh, San Francisco at $6,700. Clevenger off the IL against Detroit. Garrett Whitlock made his return last start uh, against Tampa. Any of these value guys uh, appeal to you here? Um,
1: Flaherty probably is the most appealing. Um, He's been pretty good. And Pittsburgh, for what they were earlier in the year, now just in possession of a seven sixteen team OPS against right-handed pitching. That's 18th in the league. Um, a little slightly worse than average in terms of strikeouts too. So yeah, I guess Flaherty under seven K would be probably the one guy that I have that piques my interest.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that as well. I, I don't think we need to go uh, really any lower here. Uh, catcher position. Again, big slate, so plenty, plenty, plenty of options to choose from here. Uh, name out some of your favorites at the top tier.
1: Salvi against Chase Anderson. Anderson's supposed to start on Thursday, did not, got pushed back for Seabold. Um, now Salvi's been hitting righties, as you've mentioned a lot on this program. So I like Salvi quite a bit at the top. Elias Diaz hits righties this very well. Jordan Lyles gives up a lot of home runs. So both catchers in that game. Um, then I would just kind of zoom on down to, uh, Francisco Alvarez. Chris Bassett has been struggling a lot and Alvarez has done all of his damage against right-handed pitching. I'm just going to get it out there. El Gary did it again on Thursday, homered for a second straight game, had a two RBI, um, single as well. You know, four RBIs and two home runs in his first two games with the Padres, hitting sixth. I assume they would just go right back to well, and Jamison right. Tyone has been horrible. Like, he's been dreadful. So, um, I would go to Gary, 3,300 if he's going to continue to hit. Um, Jan Gomes, unfortunately, has a, a righty on the mound. That's that's not fun. Um, it's
0: probably not a lot down here,
1: so. Yeah, I don't think they're, we need to really force either. I mean... Um, we have Alvarez. We'll also see lineups. Whoever you know, yeah. we'll see what, what comes out later in the day
0: as well. 100%. Um, let's go over to first base here. Then, uh, looking at some some matchups here, I think we at 56, uh, we'll, we'll play up here a little bit as well. Um, but then the rest of the tier isn't like I think you could probably try Tampa against Whitlock, Whitlock, you know. Yes. Much better reliever than starter. They they keep trying to make him a starter because they need him to. But you know Yandy here at 48. Uh, we didn't mention Betancourt, but you could probably use Betancourt a catcher as well. Like uh Tampa against Boston, if that game plays, uh, I think it's pretty interesting.
1: Agreed. Um, that's the elephant in the room is the weather. So we'll yeah. TBD on that.
0: Uh, Mid tier. Where are we? Uh, what was your top of picks here? Pasquantino, thirty six, maybe. Yeah,
1: I don't think there's much above him either. Um, just like going through.
0: Yeah, some tough matchups for guys that we generally play: Mountcastle, Lowe, Walker. So Reese Olson
1: is starting for Detroit here. Um, he has a six thirty eight ERA in thirty six innings at Triple A this year. A 177 whip. Uh, I guess he's been better over his last six starts with a three ERA, but like 677 ERA, and we're getting the call, or 638 ERA, we're getting the call. Like, what are we doing? We don't have right. anyone better. So, like, Andrew Vaughn, 3700, has been historically good against lefties, coming in smoking hot. Three straight multi hit games, four in his last seven, seven game hit streak going. A lot of RBIs over that span for Andrew Vaughn. Um, so a guy hitting 350 with a thousand OPS over his last ten, I'll go Andrew Vaughn and Pasquantino uh, for me in this mid tier, and, and Luke Rally is always a home run threat.
0: Yeah, as well. yep, I agree with you there as well. Uh, Moustakas versus Lyles with the one thing we say about Lyles all the time, James.
1: Home runs, home runs, fly balls. Same thing can be said for no. Put a pair Moustakas and Nolan Jones in the same category there.
0: Yeah, 100 there, big big time potential power. Um, for that there, and you can play the Kansas City guys as well. We mentioned Pascatino, but Prado uh, also kind of fits into the bill there. Anybody else for you? No. Would you play Torque? Play Torquesson against uh, against um, 500? He's been okay. Okay, he's
1: been okay. He's, he's been okay. Uh, we're not getting as much power as I think we thought we were going to at I sure. I think a lot of people thought he was going to be. Twenty five to thirty home runs, and that's just not the case, but uh I'll, I'll probably pass here on Turkeston.
0: Okay. Uh second base position. Uh again, usual suspects are up here at the top of tough matchups. Simeon Betts, Torres Altuve uh Marte even with a tough spot. Uh does that just kinda again put you in on Nolan Gorman here at forty-nine, potentially, Horner 48, uh Brandon Lau at forty-six?
1: Yeah, um, and Ronzi has been way worse against lefties. Another spot that Nolan Gorman should be able to take advantage of. Two eighty three average allowed, eight ten OPS, three forty seven about well, I would say the only like problem is that um, you know, St. Louis just doesn't have a lot of lefties to throw at him. So like, Gorman just feels best as a one off. But yeah. yeah, he that feels like a great play. So does Brandon Lau. Uh, Jorge Polanco made his return and led off on Thursday. That you know, if he's in the leadoff spot again, 4500 feels pretty good against Aaron Savale. So um, those probably would be the three targets. Jake Cronenworth. If San Diego's offense is gonna is gonna wake up because Gary Sanchez arrived and like that's what the they they needed, then you know I'm I'm in on them because Jameson Taillon has been horrible this year. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you hundred percent there. Um not not his he has not been good. He definitely has not been good. Uh mid tier guys, uh who are we targeting uh, for lineups here for you?
1: Uh Jeff McNeil. Lefties have killed Chris Bassett. That has been just uh, the underlying issue with him. Um so McNeil's gonna hit third right in the middle of that lineup, thirty seven hundred. That's really it. I'd probably just go down to the mid tier or to the valley tier and maybe take a shot on Rugnet O'Dor who, you know, slowed down a little bit, but he didn't play on Thursday, so I can't really, like, fault him for that. Uh, Adam Frazier's 2,800 if you want to punt, but, like, not the best. Harold yeah. Castro, two hits on Thursday, if you want to go there. Uh, yeah. right, And our boy Romy Gonzalez, who, yes. you know.
0: And our boy and I, Romy Gonzalez, who Adam's, three Adam's games. Out of his mind, only a little. Where is, what price are there? It's 2,400. 2,400. Yeah. Um yeah, obviously, you know, tough day on, on two dates ago against the Angels here, but three straight games at a Homer and then a stolen bag uh as well. Pretty pretty wild. Uh third base position here. Uh Devers, Ramirez, Jung, Arenado, Monty, all these top guys here, Riley, Bregman, but none of them really have a good matchup to target. Arenado's been trash, so I I mean best pitcher matchup, but not great form.
1: Yeah, and and Even to Ronzi, even to the point that Ronzi has been just significantly worse against lefties, he's been shutting righties down. So um, it just might be a a spot we stay away up here, you know? That's okay. That's okay. We we need some positions to spend down on.
0: Yep, I agree with you 100%. Uh, Mid-tier guys, again, uh, I think Ryan McMahon against Lyles at $4,600. The way he's been swinging the bat, I know he's on a course in this one, but had a good night uh, on Thursday. Uh, you mentioned Olson, so Moncada there at forty three hundred dollars could find a spot uh, into some lineups here as well for stacking White Socks, which we tend to tend to do. <laughs> we uh, we um, love we, we love show. the AL Central. We yeah, love Central, AL Central man. We're, we're big. Fans. We like we played see City a lot for for a period of time there. So sure have. Um, yeah, so those guys are in the mid tier range. Anybody uh, else for you? Any value guys for you here? Um, eighty, I guess you like right? You're lefties, yeah. David.
1: Yeah, um, McKinstry. I would just give a shout at four K. I think McKinstry's pretty good. Um, Brett Beatty, Bryce Lewis just homered for his second uh, of the year, um, just literally this second to tie the game. Royce Great. Lewis home run. Um, so, Thirty one hundred
0: bucks. Thirty
1: one hundred dollars for no reason other than he's just coming back. Jake um, Berger with power. Jake, yeah, Jake Berger for a home run. Um, I'm Best not. Back, huh? I, yeah, I'm like and what was the th- so do you remember last year it was on the road against lefties that was the Josh Donaldson mo last year the problem is welcome back you get Clayton Kershaw so right. like probably not the spot but it is worth monitoring if the the road stats for Josh Donaldson continue because he had been significantly better on the road right. um than he was he just hasn't even played a road game this year he got hurt too early so um yeah I mean I think I think there's pretty decent value. I don't think we need to get to. Okay,
0: uh, I'll throw uh, Casey Schmidt there at 3K as yep. well. Uh, in that mix here, uh, anybody else that I'm that down here that I may be missing? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay, uh, let's go on over to the shortstop position then here. Um. Shortstop position here. We have a Seager at the top. Uh, Witt, Turner, Bichette. Where are you uh, finding yourself going to?
1: I mean, you could definitely play Seager against Castillo. I think that's fine. Um, Bichette, look, we don't know what Verlander is going to show up. So if you want to play, if you want to play Bichette, you can. He homered in the first inning of Thursday's game, and then did nothing else the rest of the game. First, like first at bat, home run. Uh, but he continues to hit well. You play Lindor because Bassett struggles against lefties. Um, Tim Anderson gets a gas can, making his debut, and then it's like, well, I don't. You're just dipping your toes back into like pretty much the value that we talked about. Yeah. I will say Tovar homered off a of righty on Thursday so you could throw him into the mix the we've talked about it a couple times the Rockies are better against righties than they are lefties uh Tovar hit a second home run I mean Jordan Lyle's 381 Woba to righties and, and we know you know Colorado has a bunch of them I would throw Tovar into the mix of him Royce Lewis Casey Schmidt um NATO gets a lefty if you want to play that not my favorite spot uh, I guess the one other name I throw out there, if Pittsburgh starts Tukapita Marcano, John, sure, he's been pretty good. Yeah, he like,
0: had all the good splits that I looked at the other day.
1: Yeah, and the other day, three for four, two doubles. Uh, he's this month in the last ten days, twice he has homered and stolen a base in the same game. Yeah. Um. So that's a serious upside. Twenty one hundred dollars.
0: Sure. Uh, I I definitely don't mind that Uh, For those watching uh, We all just realized that the uh, screen was frozen So we uh, have that fixed Apologize for the uh, first couple Of positions there where uh, we were looking At a draft screen (laughs) screen that was moving But it was not moving on the uh, video For all of you so apologies for that Uh, But the information remains the same Here just lack of the visual effects here uh, On the uh, first Four positions but you know you get shortstop You get outfield and more importantly you'll get our Lineup uh, construction there that you'll all get to go ahead and right. see. Uh, James, let's go on to the outfield here. Uh, Ronald Acuna, Aaron Judge, top guys here, Mike Trev, Bryce Harper, uh, Fernando Tatis, Smokey Bats, Julio Rodriguez, talk to me, man. Uh, on big slates like this, we always just say, like, find your stack and put the best player in it. Generally, that comes from the outfield.
1: Yeah, I think that stack for me today is going to be the San Diego Padres. Fernando Tatis kind of had his break – like his breakout performance on Thursday, three for four, three doubles, two runs scored, four ribbies, a walk, a stolen base. Um, And we know he's just like a ball of flames when he gets going. Juan Soto is all the way back for me. uh, 321 over his last 10 games, over a thousand OPS. He's not striking out as much as he was earlier in the year. He's taking a lot of walks again. Um, So Soto and Tatis for me right off the rip. Uh, Look, Jameson Tyone's just been bad. As as much as, you know, he's been a serviceable pitcher for years and he had a really tough life uh up to it and he battled back from some really incredible things. Some people just get old overnight. And yeah. lefties against Jameson Tyone this year, 351 average, an eleven hundred OPS, four sixty-nine WOBA uh for left-handed bats. He's just not getting people out. Um, and I know it's a good pitching environment. I don't care when, when we know San Diego's offense is going to pick it up. And this, if Thursday was any indication of what's to come, uh, Soto and Tatis are in for big games here. So I would say those two are my favorite options. I'd even go to morell I know morell has been bad of late. Um, uh, I would go to him on the flip side of this game and Waka's kind of been good. Uh, but Christopher morell we know has a serious upside and then it's like, Luis Robert, fifty-three, obviously yeah. an elite play. Uh, we also the Yankees are also getting Giancarlo Stanton back in. In uh, so like the lineup is going to look better yeah. um, than it has in some time.
0: Don't think I'm challenging with Kurt. No, Schall, but no, no, no. He, moving forward, that they're going to get uh, some guys back there. Uh, J.D. Martinez, do you dude. throw him against Cerverino.
1: <laughs> throw him against gosh dang a robot arm. Like if the robot was throwing two hundred miles an hour, I might still use J.D. Martinez, dude. He is. One for even in his down game, one for their double, two walks. Like he's just doing everything. Um, Now Severino's looked really good since coming back, so maybe you know you don't go there. But I have no problems if that's where you end up. None. Uh, He's been he's been awesome. So um, if if that's where we're gonna end up, that's where we're gonna end up. And uh, you know I, I think you can you're gonna be happy with a 4900 JD Martinez.
0: Yeah. Uh, Again, if if Tampa Bay Boston plays, I like the Tampa Bay side. Josh Lowe, $4,700, I think, plays. Uh, Other guys in this mid tier, Charlie Blackman came back into their lineup tonight and had a hit. Uh, Could see him going up against Lyles uh, as as a possible spot in that mid tier uh, as well. Um, Let's see here. Other guys down below, Gritchuk, again, just keep rattling off guys against Lyles. I guess you can't really go wrong with that. Uh, Eloy at 4K.
1: You know what? Congrats, DraftKings. Thankfully, he's 4K. I know, like it was easy for us to plug and play, but like enough is enough, right? Like make this guy like 4,500. He's still too cheap, um, truthfully. Uh, Eli 4K, Um, and then probably the Mets guys, 37, 36 against Bassett, Luke Rally we mentioned, Yastrzemski 35 against Dean Kramer could be
0: interesting. Jordan Walker recalled. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah, 3300 bucks.
1: Yeah, um, they need him because their offense has been terrible. Uh, five forty-two wob overs or slug in Triple A over his last two weeks. Surprise, surprise, right? Yeah.
0: McCarthy's thirty-one still cheap there.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, Nolan Jones, I'd get to. I'd I'd get to a lot of Colorado. Not that I'm. Not that I'd be like wanting to stack them, but. I would have a lot of interest in Colorado just because they Jordan Lyles allows so much power.
0: Okay. Uh, Keel Badeau has been absolutely ridiculous lately, too. He's got Clement Dude, he's, the
1: He sure has. Um, they hit him, like, second, too. With Riley Green hitting the IL, they were hitting him second. Yeah. He has more sp- he has five stone bases, but he has like elite speed. So yeah. we could see him steal the base. And speed.
0: you mentioned Willie Castro, I think, at third, right? So. Yeah,
1: Willie Castro at third. Yeah. All right, we
0: got a couple minutes left here, James. Give me a quick home run call.
1: Home run call. Oh uh, quick home run call. Uh not quick. I'll go Eloy Jimenez. All right.
0: I'm gonna go one soda. I think I think he left.
1: That's use. it. That's a very that's a very that's a good
0: one. All right, let's build our lineup here uh for everybody there at home. Big big slate. Uh, we kind of like the mid tier. I, I uh, mid tier guys. Who did over, you want to chase?
1: Over eighty four for sure. Yeah,
0: over eighty four, and then Logan Webb.
1: Yeah, I'm cool with Logan Webb for sure.
0: Okay, catcher.
1: Um, Gary.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Sanchez. Crazy,
1: crazy, crazy world we're living in. That we're playing Elgari It, it, it
0: really is. Uh, first base. I, I don't think we cared much for the top tier again, right? you are kind of oh. going down. Andrew.
1: Vaughn, we like Vaughn past that Va- that Vaughn Pasquantino or uh Moose Nolan Jones type of let's go Nolan right? Jones. I like, I like Nolan Jones. He's there. raking dude, he's raking. Yeah, he's raking. He's, he's a top prospect. Yeah. Uh
0: second base. What do we have here? More value, I feel like, didn't we? Odor? Rogie. Rogie. Yeah, rogie okay. yeah, yep. Because we're gonna play Soto.
1: We're gonna also probably play Royso or frissa Why? Why? Lewis, Why? Yeah,
0: Lewis. Lewis at third or short.
1: What did we like? We had no spend ups at third. We had Ryan McMahon. Ooh.
0: Yeah, let's go McMahon and Lewis there. Let's do that. Okay. McMahon, Lewis. Um, give me, give me two outfielders. Eloy, Eloy. Okay, Eloy. I like that.
1: And then let's see what
0: we got. We got uh, 55, 5500 to finish off the lineup.
1: Luis Robert?
0: Yeah, Luis Robert. Finish it off. There we go. So we got Ober, Webb, Sanchez, Jones, Odor, McMahon, Lewis, Soto, Jimenez, and Robert. That's our lineup for 13 games. We'll be in the Discord if you have any questions. It will be live at 5 p.m. Eastern. Talk to you all then.